Blog Talk Radio. Brother Nazem of the Concrete Jungle Boxing Tribe. Shouting out to one of the baddest teams in the game, Bad Culture Radio. Thank you for the good work you guys are doing. for another edition of the Ruckus Podcast. I'm your host, DeAndre LaBeouf, creator of BadCulture.net. I'll be joined by Ryan Bivens, Sweet Boxing Ratings. And we have a lot of boxing to talk about. We're on the other side of July 4th. Happy holiday to those of you stateside who celebrated the 4th of July, hopefully in a safe and sane manner. Um, happy Tuesday for those of you in other parts of the world that didn't celebrate the 4th of July because you are, in fact, not American or you just don't recognize the holiday. So... Well, to this week, we got a bunch to talk about. We'll talk about Bob Arum throwing his hat into the Let's Sue Al Heyman ring. He is the latest to file suit against the powerful manager advisor, Al Heyman, uh, citing a whole list of allegations. Did Chavez Jr. really post a check that says that the check came from Al Heyman? Really? We'll talk about that. Uh, get ready for Vladimir Klitschko versus Tyson Fury. Looks like that's going to go down in October in Dusseldorf. Sorry, Shannon Briggs. Looks like you're out of the mix for that one. Uh, breaking news, Floyd Mayweather stripped of the WBO welterweight title after failure to pay 200000 in sanctioning fees. No big whoop. He said he wanted to to uh, relinquish the belts anyway, so, you know, what's the big deal? But, okay, Leonard didn't like it, apparently. That would be Leonard Ellerby. And we'll talk about the weekend preview coming up this weekend. Mauricio Herrera versus Hank Lundy here in Los Angeles, where I will be attending that fight. Over in Florida on the other coast, Keith Thurman versus Louis Colazzo. So we'll talk about that. And whatever other topics tickle your fancy. Uh, Mikey Garcia seems sparring recently. Has he turned coming back? Who knows? Who cares at this point? Call in number for the show, as usual, 718-508-9852. Love to hear your calls, your comments, your commentary. Make sure you tweet us at Jet Hang or at Ryan Bivens on Twitter, and that's Bivens with an I, no E's in Bivens, eyes only, all eyes on Ryan. So we're going to get right into it. So let me bring in the other half of this illustrious team, fresh out of the gym, taking bodies, kicking asses and taking names, light heavyweight, super middleweight, champion of the world, or at least the badculture.net, Ryan Bivens. What's going on, Ryan uh, uh, Bivens? Happy post-4th of July. Thanks, thanks for the introduction. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you, I, I, I was feeling good. like hyping you up this week. I mean, I hype you up anyway, but, you know, future super middleweight, light heavyweight, future strip, future recipient of being stripped of the belt because he's got championships in two different weight divisions and the <laughs> WBO says, nah, Ryan Vision. We we going to get your title fight. And we're going to put some, some bad culture and hood runner stuff on your trunks when you do. <laughs> and that's real. I'm sure. So, you know, we got some stuff to talk about. Obviously, the weekend was slow because of the holiday, but we are back at it now. We got Chavez Jr., just a, a moron, just a pure-ass moron, <laughs> trying to get his Floyd on, posting checks online and posted the wrong check. We're not supposed to see who the check is written from, dumbass. 
So now he gives fodder to everyone else's lawsuit, kind of that big elephant in the room that everyone knows but nobody talks about. Um, we know you love Keith Thurman, so we'll talk about Keith Thurman and uh, Louis Colazzo. We'll talk about Klitschko Fury. We'll talk about whatever. So with that being said, and there was no real fight action, like for real, for real fight action last week. Where would, I'll let you kick well, it off. There, there was a pretty good fight in the U.K. It just Let's wasn't talk important. about it then. Give it to us. Um, it was uh, Jamie Conlon versus some cab driver from Mexico, and, and I was uh, <laughs> it was a great fight. Uh, Conlon damn near got knocked the fuck out. Like really, that seventh, yo, that seventh round. You know, had it been on you know the other way around, like with the uh, actually it wasn't in the UK. It was in it was in Ireland. Um, mm. but Conlon was done. He was knocked down twice. He was he was getting beaten sens- senselessly on the ropes. Wasn't firing back, you know. Um, over there, those referees always stop the fights when 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 the UK guys do that to visitors, like way before. But this referee let it go, and um, somehow he came back and um, he survived the last three rounds. I didn't think he won all of them, but the judges gave it to him anyways. Um, and he he got a, a somewhat controversial unanimous decision, especially by the scores. One judge, Dave Paris, who was uh, one of the worst judges this year, he really? only gave he only gave the other guy two rounds <laughs> in the whole fight. And it was, so it was a back and forth, you know. So Collins looked like his face was in a massacre, honestly, by the end of the fight. But he won by wide scores somehow. It was not realistic. Mm. Wow! 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 Oh, I said, "Wow! Uh, wow! Wow!" The name, wow, of, the wow. The, the, the name of, the guy, of the cab driver <laughs> is uh, Junior Granados. Oh, a highly rated fighter. Um, Conlon should have had a much easier time in this fight, and uh, he barely scraped by. And honestly, I didn't think he won the fight. But it was it was it was, it was very entertaining. So I, I well, do recommend to watch. Well, there it is. If you want to be entertained but not necessarily enthralled by skill, check that fight out Ryan just mentioned. Ireland versus Mexico. Ireland should have been dominating but didn't, making an entertaining scrap. So make sure you check that out. Ryan will likely tweet uh, the opponent's names out just in case you are looking for it. So that starts off the weekend, or that was the weekend, the 4th of July weekend. Over here... I didn't do much of nothing. I worked all weekend. Fourth of July weekend, no fights, no kids, no no barbecue to be had. It was a, a sad, sad situation over here on the island of Inglewood. So let's get back into it, and um, we'll not talk about my depressing Fourth of July weekend. Let's talk about. Let's start off with Bob Arum. Let's talk about it. For those of you who missed it, but if you listen to this show, you probably didn't. Bob Arum has joined uh, the ranks of people who are suing. Al Heyman, um, Bob Arum has filed suit alleging a whole host of things, Muhammad Ali Act violations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he and Oscar are standing tall in their own respective lawsuits, although Bob's uh, lawsuit is only for $100 million. Oscar's, of course, is for $300 million. And... Um, Sounds like a bit of sour grapes stemming from some other stuff, but Bob, I'm sure, reaped the benefits of those same type of practices 
when Floyd was in his stable, but at any rate, Aram is seeking $100 million in damages and an injunction to stop Heyman from rigging the boxing industry and hindering the business practices of promoters such as Top Rank and Jay-Z's outfit, Rock Nation. The suit also names as a defendant the asset management and financial planning company, Waddle and Reed, who allegedly finances Heyman's premier boxing champions, boxing series, investing roughly $400 million. Does this lawsuit hold water, Ryan? What do you think? What do you think about this lawsuit from Bob Arum now? As someone who formerly, also formerly promoted Floyd's fight. Um, I think it holds enough water to, you know, give him some, you know, some money, you know, kind of settle out of court. I think it's good enough to, you know, want to avoid doing litigation because that can be expensive. But uh-huh. um, I don't think it's good enough to win the case. So uh, you know, maybe Bob, you know, you know, he gets gets a couple millions, and uh, has to shut up. Uh, that's the best case scenario I see for him. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think about it at this point. I'm just gonna have to wait and watch it play out. I can't even say it would be even the most sexiest thing to watch. You know, like there's some court cases that are so enthralling you'd want to be in the courtroom and hear all the particulars. Oh, not really, they- but. See, like the problem is, stuff. like, Heyman is, is, is doing things that, um, he's doing them indirectly. Like, he has front people to, to make it legal, and, and that, mm-hmm. that that's the thing. So, like, legally speaking, he is, you know, operating by the rules. It's just behind the scenes, you know, it's just everything is not what it appears. And, right. And, see, see, that part is hard to you know, prove um, in court. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, I just see them settling. One of his guys flips. It has, somebody has to flip on him. Right, right, yeah. So somebody right on the inside has to, you know, speak out. Mm-hmm. So let's look at let's look at the players here. So you've got this, this Heyman model. We'll just call it the Heyman model. We won't even call it PBC because not everybody on PBC is the Heyman guy, whatever. So you got Lou DeBella on the East Coast. You've got Goose and Tudor on the West Coast. You've got who is it that uh, he's got in Philly? Um, uh, he's got Marshall Kaufman. You got Marshall Kaufman in Philly. You've got Mayweather Promo in Vegas. Are your major, your fight hubs? Does he have anybody in Great Britain? <laughs> uh, well, he's got um Eddie Hearn. They hmm. they do a lot of co promotions. And then you've got Eddie Hearn, who's a young guy over in the UK. I don't I have, haven't seen him do I haven't seen him do cards in the UK, it's just Eddie Hearn brings his fighters over to this country and has mm-hmm. them fight on on PBC cards and whatnot. Right. So let's see. If you had to pick one of these guys to flip on Al Heyman, who who would your who would your pick be? <laughs> Um. Hmm. Well, to for anybody to flip, they'd have to be unhappy. And right now, they all seem very happy. I mean, uh, Heyman isn't even uh, isn't even robbing these guys. You know, like if they if 
if they do a promotion, you know, their A sides, you know, often beat his A sides in, in, in controversial fights. So it's not like he's he's doing them dirty in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making really good money, and then you know they they're, they're all smiles every time I see them. I just, <laughs> um, as long as the, the the Heyman gravy train keeps rolling, and you know he he keeps delivering on the money end, and it is a lot of money that he's got because the, the, those investors rolling deep. Um, I think I don't think anybody, uh, you know, uh, throws them under the bus. But you know, we'll, we'll see. If, if, if the money runs out, it's a different story. Mhm. With with this, I lost my train of thought. With this, with this, hang. Oh, so in this, in the Oscar flipping back to Oscar's lawsuit against Heyman and Waddle and Reed and all these guys, he alleges that they're locking them out of fight dates which we know to be true. Look what happened with uh, Provodnikov and um, Matisse. They had to take that one to the East Coast when that was uh, definitely a clear L.A. fight. How much, what goes on on the backside of boxing that when you are scheduling an event, how much of that do you have to make public? In order for Heyman to block these dates, he has to know that the fight is occurring. Do you think it's a whole grand conspiracy when when uh Bob Arum or Oscar De La Hoya contact these venues to schedule an event and someone goes and does an end run and says, hey there, Al, Oscar's trying to do a fight here. Do you think it's that big a conspiracy extending that that wide? Uh, no. No, you know, I think boxing is just a, a year-round sport. And, um, you know, you can only have so many fighters on one card. And Al Heyman has, like, 300 fighters. So, uh, just realistically speaking, he has to constantly put on shows to, to you know to keep these guys active. Because I guess on on average, what um, I'd say eight are going to fight each time uh, a show happens. Mm-hmm. So let's just say uh, he lost this lawsuit. Would it be a wrap for Al Heyman, or is it, would he just be a little lighter in cash and he keeps going? Well, how, how much are they asking for? Oscar wants three hundred million. Bob wants one hundred million. But just the stigma. Well, I they, mean, they, is there they, even really a stigma because these are things that people have said about Al Heyman all along? And the problem with Oscar's claim is he is implicated in the whole thing. Like he was in bed with him, and he was part of all this tomfoolery. So it's a lot of that right. shit is on him. Um, so I really he he ain't getting nowhere close to three hundred million because even if Hame is guilty, he's guilty too, and then, you know they they should find him for that. Um, Aram, on the other hand, I I need to read his case still. It was. Um, Pretty lengthy, and I, I just didn't give a fuck. That's how you feel, right? I mean, I don't because uh, these people would not be suing Heyman if Heyman wasn't successful. You know, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be giving them the time of day. They're just mad that you know uh, he is is, is is snatching up all these these TV days. It's just it, he was not on their radar when they got to run boxing into the ground their own way. You know, mm-hmm. and now that he is stopping them from, uh, you know, mismanaging the sport the way they did, because they weren't doing a good job with it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
So because they can't, you know, you know, do the corrupt practices they're used to doing, you know, they, they you know, this is the backlash. You know, it's just, it's like, um, they're just salty, really. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you totally. At this point, I mean, there's really not too much to say about it. I'm kind of over it. I'm just, let me know when it goes to court, and then I'll I'll tune back into it. Until then, everything continues on business as usual, par for the course, and we have things to complain about every week in terms of matchups and things. So once it goes to court, we'll have more to talk about. So until then, we will just table it for now. Ooh, it was such a light week. It's going to be a short show tonight. You might be able to go and catch a few more bodies like you wanted to. <laughs> Uh, not tonight. Maybe tomorrow, though. All right. So, with that, let us move on. Klitschko versus Fury. So, in news in the last couple of days, it broke that Vladimir Klitschko, alphabet champion, holds all the belts except the WBC heavyweight belt, has come to terms with Tyson Fury to bring them together in the ring on October 24th in Dusseldorf, Germany. Purse bid is averted. And we have a fight. Would you say this is the most interesting of Klitschko's fights competitively? That the most interesting fight he's had on paper in the last two or three years? Um. Yeah, I think it's interesting because of Tyson's height and mm-hmm. uh, his 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 you know kind of fluid boxing ability. Like he's not he's not a robot, and that's you know. To his advantage, I think, because Vlad kind of is, and most of the people Vlad fights is, you know, and, and the ones that aren't robots are always undersized, like you know mm-hmm. Eddie Chambers, Brian Jennings, you know, guys that uh, had they had, you know, kind of the same physical advantages that Vlad had, Vlad would be in a world of trouble. So, so I think that a guy like Tyson Fury has a, has a very good shot, but mm-hmm. the problem with Fury is. While offensively he presents problems that Vlad has never seen before, uh, defensively he is still the same Tyson Fury that gets clipped almost <laughs> every fight he's in. I mean, except his last fight against Chisora, or in, um, I guess the fight before that too. I mean, the fight after that, I think he had a, a, a stay busy fight with uh, some 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 German. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Hammer, I think Christian Hammer. Uh, he's he's he stays sharp in these uh, recent fights, but you know o- over his career, this guy he just he gets caught with dumb stuff all the time. So if he can stay focused, stay on the game, um, just not let his defense slip up like he has in the past, uh, he can make this interesting because you know Klitschko is getting up there in age. He's uh, pushing thirty nine, I guess. Uh, and Fury, I believe, is five. <laughs> Yeah, Fury is much younger, so uh, fresher legs. If if he makes Klitschko half, see he can because of his length and his his youth, he can force Klitschko to kind of have to cut the ring off and, and come to him, and that's not something that Klitschko has really ever had to do. Um, I mean, he does it from time to time, but that's usually when his opponent is already you know at the end of their rope and he's just you know finishing them off. Like if he has to chase around a fresh guy like that who can uh-huh. who can who has the length to, to to hit him with a jab as he's coming in, that's a problem. And uh, you know, Chris Fury just has to fight a smart fight. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to fight this happening. Uh, I still, you know, think you got to favor Klitschko to win, for, for from all that experience. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Fury, he's a live dog. I mean, he's, he's as live as uh, anybody we've had seeing Klitschko fight, like ever, really. <laughs> um, I, he's going to do better than David Hay. Uh, let, let me put it like that. <laughs> the, the UK kind of, you know. Put to shame when when Hay got in there and, and and blamed his toe, so I think uh, Fury is going to give it a much better go. David Hay kills me. He always finds a way to injure his pretty. It's too pretty. He's pretty boys. Pretty boys have no business boxing. But you know, hey, we'll wait. We'll wait for it. We'll wait for it. I'm I'm very interested in seeing it. Of course, it will be on HBO. Uh, of course. You know, no, no denying that. So hopefully, you know, we'll get a good, we'll get a good bout. I'm not actively rooting for Klitschko to lose or anyone to lose, but it would be far compelling if he did. It would be very interesting. You know, there would be a lot of chance of Ding Dong the Witch is dead in the streets if he does. So, do you know anyone personally that goes, "Ooh, Klitschko is gonna fight." I gotta watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know one guy on Twitter. <laughs> really? Is it Bernie? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, n- nobody paid. Okay, I, I, I'm excluding those people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing Bernie. Ha ha ha! Just a joke. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the fight. Um, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good fight. It's Tyson Fury. Will Tyson Fury find his ass on the canvas? Of course he was. Steve Cunningham put him down on a canvas. So anyone who doesn't think that uh, can't, well, you know what? We can't even judge it by that because he couldn't put Brian Jennings on the canvas. So if he couldn't, he didn't put Brian Jennings on the canvas. So maybe uh, Tyson Fury has just as formidable a chin as Brian Jennings. No, I don't know. I think I think Jennings has a better chin. But the thing about that USS Cunningham shot was it was an overhand right from a shorter fighter. Okay. That's it's just something that he's not going to see against Klitschko. He's going to see straight punches. Those those overhand rights, they can just kinda of catch you sometimes. Like that's that's how I dropped somebody today and it was overhand right. You know, it's just it's it's a weird punch to see coming if you loop mm-hmm. it the right way. And then Cunningham really looped that shit. Yep, you're right, you're right. So that takes care of that. We will see what happens after that. Um, Moving on, geez, this is a really light week for boxing news. Let's see, we can talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about Floyd getting stripped of the WBO belt. Why this is newsworthy, I don't really get why this is newsworthy. I mean, I'm not naive. I do understand it's newsworthy. By the way, if you're listening to the show, the call in number is 718-508-9852. So if you want to get your talking points in, give us a call because we're going to wrap it up early because we don't have a whole lot on deck tonight. So when we go, we go. Everything must go. Why this is newsworthy is kind of, I don't know why. I I honestly don't. Floyd said he wanted to give up the belt. Yes, Floyd wanted to give up the belt when he defeated Pacquiao. He said he was going to relinquish his title. Uh, the WBO helped him along with that. He didn't want to pay the 200000 He has no belts, but Leonard Ellerby doesn't like the way they did it. 
I mean, you know, do you want two bites of apple? Do you want four bites of apple? You said you didn't want them. You didn't want them. But now here we are. (laughs) And it's newsworthy. So what do you you think? Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, he did change his mind, and he had time to change his mind, so that was okay. The the problem is he didn't pay the sanction of fee, but the 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 stipulation was that that wasn't the only thing he had to do. It said he had to pay the sanction of fee, and he had to vacate his titles at 154, and that makes no sense. <laughs> it really uh, makes yeah. no sense at all. He doesn't have a WBO title 154. He has a WBA and a WBC title 154. It should not matter. It should not matter at all. The WBO has no business giving the shit. So, right. I mean, so even if he paid the two hundred thousand, they could have still stripped him, and you know, he he definitely would have felt some kind of way after that. Right. I don't know. I, I, we'll see, Leonard. Apparently, they have. I believe it's ten to fourteen days to file an appeal. If they would yeah. contest the decision. So we will wait and see. If they yeah, the, the, you know, the, the appeal is going to be, you know, uh, we'll pay you the money if you let us keep the belts. And, you know, we'll see if the WBO grants them an exception. Otherwise, Tim Bradley becomes full champion. And all he had to do was beat Jesse Vargas. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think, do you think somewhere uh, Tim Bradley is, like, humping the air like, uh, son, I'm the full title holder again? Because of this, Tim Bradley is about them belts, man. He he's been champion a lot. Mhm. I don't know. Are we going? Are we going to get Floyd Mayweather versus Tim Bradley so he can get the belt oh. back and then retire? You know what? Don't don't know whether we're getting Mayweather against Tim Bradley is if Pacquiao comes back, fights Bradley a third time, and Bradley beats him, and so he he'll win the trilogy, and then they'll call out Mayweather. You know, Mayweather will be retired. And um, we'll see if they can get him out of retirement. <laughs> that sounds fun. I don't know. Hey, maybe maybe we'll start floating. We'll put that in the universe, or not. That ain't gonna happen. They know, we know better than that. So, at any rate, that is that with the uh, the WBO. Let's see. The last thing that I had, actually, that was the last thing that I had on my my firm agenda, other than talking about what's coming up this weekend. So, and hey, what, what what about our, our boy Adrian Broner? You know, getting all you know melodramatic on Instagram, posting pictures, talking about he about that life. You know, you know, like the hell with boxing niggas in the ring. He he out there doing it on the streets. Fucking wrong with this dude. <laughs> Want him to knock it off? Um, I just—he's just so silly. He's such a simpleton. What did I call him last week? He's like the Ray J of the crew, you know, kind of right hotels of big bro or little bro like Ray J did with Brandy. But at least in Ray J's defense, he got to the point where he was making more money than Brandy. So I don't know. Adrian Broner is an entertaining dude. He should take his little boxing success that he's had thus far and go, you know, become a promoter, you know. Be that guy on Floyd's Fight Weekend who coordinates all the events. 
you know, with rap artists and stuff. You know, he want to be a rapper. He can get on stage and spit him a hot 16 while he's at it. You know, just clearly the discipline and the focus. Boxing is not for him. It's not for him. He's not interested in it. It's, that's very, very clear. So why force something that isn't there, you know? One L, okay. Now two L's? Mm-hmm. Do you think he should keep fighting? Um, I think he should fight people that he's actually going to beat. <laughs> he fought all of those already. No, he didn't fight all of them. He, he, there's still people out there he can beat. Um, like who? He should, he should stay at 140 for one thing. Even, even if there's nobody to fight, he should still stay at 140. Um, Belts is about to be vacant soon. He'll be fighting the scale. This, this, this last fight wasn't true, at 140. I know. Uh, he needs to. He needs discipline. If he if he can't be disciplined enough to make 140, then he should stop fighting. You know, if he had to fight, and it's not like he has a long layoff, because before he fought Sean Porter, he fought, who was his last fight, John Molina? And yeah, that was just at the beginning of the year. So it's not like it was a, an instance where he was just out of the ring for a year and a half, two years, 18 months, five years, 10 years. Like some other people we see, he was only out of the ring like six months. And he had to fight yeah. at a catch weight? Really? Mm-hmm. The guy just, he doesn't stay in the gym. You know, after a fight is done, he goes out and, you know, he, he parties, he eats, he drinks. And he, you know, makes videos that are incriminating. That makes babies. You know, some of that is that pregnancy yeah. weight. <laughs> the way he gains weight, maybe he's having babies. Maybe he's the one having the babies when we're not looking. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I'm ready for A.B. to be about babies and raises kids and, and and just chill back and I don't need to see him in the ring any time soon. The gun pictures are stupid. Don't let him do that anymore, but he's gonna do A B is gonna do A B. So whatever. Let him promote yeah. some clubs, you know, let him work you know, on the business of it. Maybe he might be good at it. Give him the job that they had Jay Leon Love doing when they uh gave the one kid the boot, the one that's on Rock Nation now. Uh, the Puerto Rican kid. What's his name? Uh, Arias. Louis, Louis Arias. You know, let him let him oh, do that job that yeah. they had Jay Leon Love doing. So you know, give him give him give him give him an office job and see how he does. He might like that better. Broner Broner still got one fight left. He got to fight Errol Spence to to, to pass the little bro torch. Because Floyd, Floyd has already seemingly moved on, and Errol Spence is his new little bro. But but Broner probably, you know, wants to cement it. <laughs> so it's only right that they fight. Uh, little bro. Let's see. Our guy, Lime Rose, LRS, Simplificato. Three months he fought in March. I saw somewhere today that he went to the club letting it rain after the Porter fight. Yeah, you're probably right. I saw some Instagram. He was hanging with his mom, and he probably told mom, all right, I'll holler. And he left, and, you know, he made a good check that night. What did he make against uh, Sean Porter over over a mil? Sean Porter against Broner? Oh, I don't know. 
I think he made over a mil, so yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Good paychecks over there at PBC. Oh, no. Let's see. Broner, $1.35 million. Porter, $1 million. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh-huh. But, yeah, he made it rain. Give him a reality show. I think I said that on a previous show, too. Let him get what, like, for the love of A.B. Or something like that. Let him let him host a show where chicks are competing to be side piece to the side piece to the side piece. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, that's all I have to say about A.B. I don't really, honestly, I'm sorry, listeners, and I'm sorry, Ryan, but I don't really have nothing else this week. Except talking about uh, what's coming up this weekend, I don't have anything else. Yeah, well, I guess we can jump into that. Because um, I'm trying to think, was there anything worth talking about that I saw over the weekend? Um, not really. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, well, it's, a, it's, a, a short, it's a short week. We're coming off a holiday, so, you know, it's a quiet night. It's a quiet night here. And... Uh, and boxing, well, you know what, LRS, you're right. It's it's hard to it. It was hard for me to get up this week just because of the the lack of what's going on. I'm not very enthused about these lawsuits, which is the the main topic of discussion in the boxing industry, which is really a non-topic. Okay, they filed suit, but it was this wasn't earth-shattering news. What they're alleging is what we know. We know that the Al Heyman is the odds behind the curtains, and we've got the other promoters that are the front, doing the front office work, but he's really writing the checks and pulling the the puppet strings and puppet mastering. But at the same time, the fighters are making money, and the other promoters who have other fighters, it sounds a little sour grapes. At the same time, Heyman just grew his stable faster than they could. Bob Arum has TV deals. Oscar De La Hoya has TV deals. Oscar wasn't complaining when his fighters were on Showtime and Fox Sports and Unamas and, and Telemundo or whatever other broadcast. Bob wasn't complaining when his fighters were center stage on HBO and uh, when they do the, the Takate card, the Takate sponsor cards on, um, I forgot what the other, he, he had fights on other stations. But this man, Al Heyman, was able to, outmaneuver them. So I just have to wait to see how it plays out. It sounds like they're just mad that he did what they're doing better. And mm. so, but yes, I echo Ryan's sentiments. Our, we're sorry. We're going to get our lives together. Next week, we're going to have our Wheaties, and we're going to be good to go with a little bit more enthusiasm. I'll have more enthusiasm next week because I'm going to Hank Lundy and Mauricio Herrera this weekend. And so, that's probably going to be a pretty festive atmosphere because they're going to, you know, this is Los Angeles. They're going to do like a full-on fiesta and tacos and beers and, you know, that's some of my favorite things. So I'll have a lot more enthusiasm next Tuesday when we get on the line and talk about the fights and then Ryan will, Ryan will be Ryan. <laughs> Ryan will well, be Ryan uh, and I will be Giandra, my sweet, sweet self. I got a couple more results from over the weekend that we can list. Um, Pedro Guevara and Gennaro Lopez, um, 
you wouldn't have seen this on American television, but well, at least U.S. television. It was it was aired in Mexico on, on Televisa. That ended in a unanimous decision for Guevara, so he is at least heir to uh, who's thrown um, Danny Nietes and in the junior flyweight division. He won pretty convincingly, not overly impressive, but you know, a solid win because Gannigan was 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 the top guy in the weight class. Um, on Unimas, which we actually do get in the United States, there was a controversial fight between David Carmona and Orlito Paranis that ended in a, a draw. So that you probably will, will want to check out and score for yourself. Um, I'm actually still need to score that one because I was occupied on the fourth. Were uh, you drunk? Ooh, I I turned up. <laughs> Did you? I, I honestly turned up because I haven't got any goddamn fight signed, and I, with with I don't know when I'm going to fight, so I you know let it go a little bit. <laughs> but I think hey, I was, you. I was I was back in the gym on Monday and still you know whooping ass Tuesday same thing, so I don't I don't think it affected me too much. Are they ducking you? Is that what's going on? Is Chad Dawson ducking you at 172? <laughs> Chad Dawson. Chad Dawson retired. <laughs> like officially? He officially retired? <laughs> he's, he's retired. Um, nobody's heard anything from him. He's he's gone into hibernation. He's, he doesn't he doesn't want to box. He, you can tell. So who who is in the gym with you right now? Who's fought recently? Um, Damon Allen Jr. Uh, he, uh, that that's his fought recently. Um, you saw him in the last fight on the the Golden Boy Live card on Fox Sports Two, on right. what day of the week? Last Tuesday. So yeah, he right. he was impressive. And uh, my write up on that is on, on BadCulture.net. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know he's he's been taking some time off. I mean, like he's he's been in the gym and you know working out a little bit, but. No, not much. Uh, he needs to let his his hands heal a little bit and his shoulder, uh, cause, you know, because you know shit happens. <laughs> uh, boxing is very dangerous. Poor injuries are very rampant, and um, a lot of us get injured because his 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 left shoulder was was jacked in in that in that fight. That, that's why he threw some money over in rights, and you know after the fight, you know he 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 didn't say shit about the shoulder. <laughs> you know, he he did not pull a Manny Pacquiao, okay? Because boxers are always messed up, really, and you know they just—it's just like you know you accept it. But you know when some fighters lose or you know don't perform good, they always you know bring up injuries because that's just how they're built. Mm-hmm. Let's see, who else can we talk about? When is uh, Steve Cunningham? Carver Cunningham. When is the Carver Cunningham? Carver Cunningham. Cunningham Carver fight. We Sometime be, in uh, August. Soon too. I I need to check, but I think it's like middle of August. Mm. Let's see. I don't know. Shall we move into the uh, the weekend uh, forecast then? I guess. I mean, unless somebody calls. 
look, uh, shout out the number again, because um, <laughs> I really have nothing left to say about what happened the previous week. I don't either. I don't either. Oh, and congratulations to, speaking of the fights that's coming up this weekend, congratulations to uh, Hank Lundy, who got married this week. Wow, married oh, in the yeah, middle of the camp and you still on wait. That's pretty dope. That's pretty pretty exemplary. So look, I'm definitely looking forward to going to that fight this weekend. I'll be there. If you're in Los Angeles and you see me, come say hi. Hey. August August 14th is that Cunningham Tyra fight. Okay. And that is a PBC on Spike TV card. All right. Well, I'm ready to shut it down. So let's talk about, let's uh, real quick recap what we got coming up this weekend. As we know, we have, uh, like I mentioned, we've got Marisa Herrera and Hank Lundy happening here in Los Angeles at the sports arena, which is pretty exciting. I've never been to a fight there, so I am looking forward to that. And also happening in Florida, Keith Thurman versus Louis Colazzo. But let me pull up my schedule, and we can do the whole shebang. Yeah, Keith Thurman is going to win the fight. Is he going to knock Louis Colazzo out? I don't. I hope so. He might not. Uh, Louis hasn't been knocked out since 2002. And that was, you know, when he was still, you know, kind of green. It wasn't a fighter that anybody would know today. So all the top guys that he's fought haven't been able to stop him. And uh, Keith Thurman is he's good, but I don't know if he's super good because it would it would really take a, a really, like, you know, talented puncher to, to stop a, a Luis Colazzo. So if he gets a stoppage, then I'd say that would be a good promotion for him to fight a guy like Floyd. Excellent. Well, according to an article today on Boxing Scene, they asked Leonard Ellerby about Keith Thurman, and Ellerby was like, you know, he's cool, but we're not checking for him. We have no interest in him, so we shall see. But to uh, round out this card, is, so we've got Keith Thurman and Louis Colazzo headlining, Tony Harrison versus Willie Nelson in the co-feature, also on the card, Edner Cherry versus Louis Cruz, Antonio Tarver Jr. versus Julian Valerio. Let's see, and that's the and then the rest of the undercard happening there. Obviously, not going to be broadcast. This will be the first PBC installment on ESPN. So, if it's going to be Teddy Atlas on the desk or how they're going to do that, so we will tune in and see who is holding down the broadcast desk for this fight. On HBO Latino, Mauricio Herrera versus Hank Lundy, Michael the Artist Perez versus Luis Sanchez in the co-feature, Jojo Diaz versus Renee Alvarado also on the card. We got some oh we got women's fights on the cards. Melinda Cooper versus Carolina Arias fighting on this card. That's dope. Jason Quigley of course. Cooper, oh, Cooper's a fight. She she's kind of nice. I mean she has a yeah, bit of I got to make sure I get there good good and early. I, I'm sure I will. So that's pretty exciting. Happening also this weekend from the Philippines on BN Sports Espanol. Nani Nietes versus Francisco Rodriguez for Nietes. That is the fight. Oh, junior flyweight title. That is the fight of the weekend. The fight. Period. <laughs> I recommend right. it to everybody. Everybody watch this fight. 
ESPN Sports Espanol. You can find it online. Uh, I'll say Renee is the one, uh, but um, um, Chiwas, he has a chance. That That's Rodriguez's nickname. Okay. Happening in Magdeburg, Germany, Ruslan Chagaya versus Francisco Pianetta for Chagaya's WBA regular high heavyweight title. Pianetta mm. is Klitschko's sparring partner. I watched that fight when he fought against Klitschko. Chagaya, the easily the easier of heavyweight champions that are out there. So, yeah. you know, Chagaya so should Chigaya, win it, and then they'll feed him should. to Klitschko or I, someone or I know. No, he's not fighting Klitschko again. He already fought him once. He, he don't want that work. <laughs> Well, um, Kendo has won a a legal battle with the WBA, so he has a right to another title shot. So mm-hmm. they probably have a rematch. Okay, so that's that. And then rounding out, we got another a lot of title fights this weekend from Manchester, England, jolly old England. Terry Flanagan versus Jose Zapata for the vacant WBO lightweight title. That was a title that Terrence Crawford vacated, correct? Right. Yeah, this was the that, one that um, Kid didn't make weight for, Ray Beltran. Mm, this is this would be my number two fight of the weekend. Mm. Okay. So that is uh, Manchester, England. I'm sure it'll be on what Box Nation. One of those uh, LRS. Uh, hold on, let me, let, he can tell I forget us. who promotes Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, Queensbury promotions. That's Frank Warren. So that's that's a Box Nation card. Okay, and uh, on the, in the co-feature, Paul Butler versus Gustavo Molina and Liam Walsh versus Isaiah Santos Sampaio. Yeah, the, the rest of the card isn't that interesting. <laughs> it's it's all about the main event. I'm I'm sure. Liam Walsh's mom thinks it's interesting. And that that wraps it up. That's about it for the weekend. That's what we got going on this weekend. So Ryan fully endorses that you watch the BN Sports card, Don Nieces versus Francisco Rodriguez. He is anointing it as the fight of the weekend, with the second fight of the weekend being between Terry Flanagan versus Jose Cepeda. But Third fight, more- Mauricio Herrera and, and Hank Lundy. That, that's my number three. Okay. And that that undercard is pretty good too, like uh, Michael Bradley. I'm Bradshaw, looking forward Bozerick. to it. I've, I I love going to fights here. I've never gone to. I don't even remember the last time. I think the last time I went to the sports arena was when my kid was a baby and I took her to like an ice show, and that's the last time I remember going to the LA sports arena. I think we went to go see Cinderella on ice or some something like that. So I'm excited to go see a whole yeah. different thing at the sports arena. So if you're going to be there, say hi. I will likely be at the weigh-in on Friday. I'm not sure how much media stuff I'll be able to take. I'll definitely go to the weigh-in on Friday. But other than that, catch me on Fight Night. Full update coming to badculture.net. Shout-out to our guy, Brando Chacon, who is in New York, who will hold down the coverage for Louis Colazzo or Keith Thurman versus Louis Colazzo. He'll be handling that. And, of course, follow myself, Ryan, Daryl, Brandon, Ismael, follow the whole crew on Twitter on Fight Night for live tweets, scoring, et cetera, et cetera, or just our random outbursts if that's the kind of thing you like. So, Yo, that, the, the Herrera card, Herrera Lundy, that I'd say that's the best card of the whole weekend. 
is that the top four fights are all decent, and you you, you rarely get four solid fights on one card, like ever. <laughs> so so yeah, you, you, that's a good card to go to. Yeah, it's okay. gonna be great, and the weather here is great, and yeah, it's pretty cool. So for with that. For the good of the order, is there anything else you would like to say to the people before we wrap it up for tonight? Um, uh, let's see. Tony Harrison, Willie Nelson is a solid undercard fight for that Thurman Colazzo bill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tony is a good prospect, but um, still some questions there. Willie, he definitely gets dropped a lot, but he gets back up and he, he you know, he battles. So, might learn some things, might not. We'll see. Uh, I got a question about Anthony Peterson. Um, why is he fighting Ramesis Gill, who's eight and eleven and five? Anthony Peterson is thirty-one and four. Mm. I mean, it's like ever ever since he lost to to Brandon Rios, his career just like ended. I mean, he, he's had fights. He's look since he lost to Brandon Rios, he has won four fights, but. None of those guys were like presented any challenge, and, and neither does this guy. He's like, what? What is he doing with his career? I don't know. He's he's regressed, like majorly regressed. And Brandon Rios, that fight was in 2010. So and Brandon, it's been a while. Brandon Rios versus Kel Brook hasn't been finalized yet either, has it? I hope not. Oh, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, oh, what, what's his name? Oh. Fight. Not going right, to happen. I, want, I really want Kel Brook to get that Mayweather fight for September. Yeah, who knows who knows who Mayweather's gonna fight? Um, and they're talking. It might not even be a pay per view fight. Like if if the opponent is weak, like especially if it's Kareem Mayfield, like Mayweather keeps saying, they get yeah, it. It won't be on pay per view. We'll get to see it on CBS, and and people still probably won't want to watch it. <laughs> you know, you know, if if they if they do a Kareem Mayfield, you know, Floyd should you know channel his best Gennady Golovkin and be like, this is this is gift for my fans. It's on free TV. This is gift for my fans. He should, he should, you know, pull out his Golovkin script and do it like that. Because after oh, you know, the bad case with the people now following this Pacquiao fight, hey, why not? Give the fans there's a gift. Some, there's also some fights tomorrow. There's the uh, the Broadway boxing card. And um, if you want to watch it, um, you know, without actually being in the arena, you can watch it on GFL.TV. That's headlined by Brian Pee Wee Cruz and versus Martin Cardona. Probably boxing. Um, if you watched the card before, you know what to expect. Uh, these are really like you know glorified club fights for the most part, but you, you do get some good action from time to time. And, and every once in a while, you know, the, I'd say the the stars of the Bellas Broadway Boxing Series, like you know, he'll bring over to 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 a PBC card at some point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that is it, my friend. So, for myself and for Ryan Bivens, thank you for tolerating us this week because that's all we got, folks. That's all we got. And we'll be back next week with more fight action. I'll be back. Ryan will be back. Ismail will probably be back with us. And we'll be good to go. So for all you boxing fans out there, have a great weekend. Watch some fights, and I'll talk to you soon.